Welcome to Great Minds, the wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We look a little deeper into the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. And surprisingly, we even drink a little wine while we're doing it. I'm Julie Glenn. We also talk about the people that make it happen. I'm Gina Birch. One of those people we recently got to hang out with is Luis Buenas. He is the winemaker of Bodega 202 in Spain. And his wine was featured during the 20th anniversary of the prestigious Naples Winter Wine Fest in the Tasting Tent. It was also in an auction lot that went for $500,000. Yes, 500000 There are some auctions that would like to net that. This is one lot. <laughs> It featured a cruise for four couples on a luxury motor yacht called Gitana, and it's basically like a a floating hotel, and they get to pick any C to C, that's S-E-A to S-E-E. So you get to pick what, you know, body of water you want to float around in and have fun with and drink all that wine. What body of water would you choose? I don't know. Maybe the Adriatic? Oh, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah. Or the Mediterranean. Uh, Anything would be fine. Yeah. Maybe just not the Antarctic. No. The Arctic Sea, right? Or so, the Gulf of Mexico, because, you know, been there, done that. Yeah, too we kind of know that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was crazy. That lucrative lot and all together helped raise more than $20 million at the auction wow. with all the different auction lots. So Bodega 202 has an interesting story. It was founded by the family of Florida Congressman Francis Rooney. In this podcast, we asked Luis how the partnership came about, and we learn a little bit more about his philosophy of winemaking, which highlights sustainability and sensitivity to the environment. The wine that you're making is Bodega 202, and it's with the, the Rooney family, Francis Rooney. How did that partnership come about? Well, this is, uh, I can say, a love story uh, that started with, uh, with the Rooney's, Francis and Kathleen, uh, making the Camino de Santiago, the San Jacques uh, Way, the Pilgrim's Way, uh, through the Rioja uh, part. So uh, this is such a beautiful landscape. It's uh, full of uh, culture. Uh, so step by step, doing the Camino, they fell in love with the region. I, and that's where they decided to build this beautiful project. So they were doing a, uh, this pilgrimage, which we've all, well, many of us have heard about, um, going through this part of Spain. They fell in love with the area. Yeah. So then they ended up deciding to do this project to make wine. Yeah, and I was so happy uh, to get on, on their way. So the planets mm-hmm. aligned mm-hmm. And, and we met. Somebody connected you guys. <laughs> yes, somebody connected us. And um, at that moment, I, I was working, uh, let's say, at the dark side of uh, the forest. This is my opinion. The commercial side uh. of the business is, is beautiful. But uh, what, I, what I'm really in love uh, is about taking care of the vineyards and, and wine making. So uh, when they proposed me to, to join, mm-hmm. I didn't think about it, and, and I left uh, my former life and uh, start with them uh, this beautiful project. So at the end of the day, uh, yeah, it is uh, a love story, mm-hmm. and uh, it is a story where we are uh, together pursuing a, a common dream, but it kind of helps to have that background of it at wine as a commodity to understand how the business works. Because if you walked in with just the love story and the artistic dream of creating this wonderful wine without an understanding of how the business part works, that could be kind of heartbreaking too. 
Yeah, it is. Well, in my case, I, I have dedicated my whole uh, professional life to wine making, wine growing, and also the marketing side of the business. Mm -hmm. and, You're and an agro agronomical engineer? What yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a term I let hadn't me, heard before. Let me explain. Um, well, uh, these are in, in Spanish education, how it's uh, consolidated. This is uh, the expertise, the higher expertise you can, you can get in terms of a degree, uh, um, specialized in agriculture. After doing this, uh, I specialized myself uh, only in the wine business, in uh, wine growing, uh, the commercial side of the business as well, and the techniques that you can use for, for winemaking. But um, a part of that side, which is, um, yeah, you need to, to be a good winemaker, you need to uh, have a wide scientific uh, basis, but uh, there's also uh, experience and, um, um, how do you say? Um, well, experience and intuition mm -hmm. uh, are also very important. Mm -hmm. So I probably rely uh, much more on my nose than in my math, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the wines that you're producing then. Well, um, um, we first started uh, looking for vineyards. Uh, in Rioja, it's very difficult to, to buy vineyards, and especially the, the old ones. There are the ones that are very old because the uh, people, the uh, agricultures are very uh, linked emotionally to, to their land. So if you would try to, to buy um, an old vineyard from, from a guy, he will probably say, you're crazy. This was planted by my grandfather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a family member. The vineyard yeah. is one of the members of the family. Yeah, but it, it is, uh, well, in Rioja, there's uh, such a high concentration, probably the highest in the world, of uh, very old vineyards, mm -hmm. probably because of this mm -hmm. reason. And uh, you know, the top wineries over there. We are uh, all of our, all of us, fighting for getting the best and oldest vineyards mm -hmm. at the highest altitude, the closest mm -hmm. to to the Sierra Cantabria, the better. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is the northern border of the of the uh, possibilities to cultivate uh, the wine, yeah. What wines at uh, Bodega 202, what are you doing right now? Well, we have in the market um, uh, two wines. Uh, the first of, um, uh, um, the, the, let's say the top wine, it's called Ansa, uh, which means in Celtic, uh, the chosen one. Uh -huh. And this is uh, made from a single vineyard that we call 1945, because it was the year that uh, was planted. It's a, it is a vineyard, as you can imagine, that uh, no machinery can, can get into it, so we do And I'm we guessing do. no military too, that was right at the very end of the war. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably this vineyard is uh, even older because you have to take into account that uh, at that time, probably in Spain, the um, vineyards uh, register was not so uh, updated. Mm, they were probably busy with other things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, recovering to the civil war, you yeah. know, that yeah. uh, was happening at that time in, the, in, in Spain. So uh, this vineyard, uh, well, um, I refer to these vines as my old ladies. Mm -hmm. So I try to take care of my uh, of them, 
myself. So uh, trying to make myself uh, many of the operations that need to be taken uh, on the fields. So uh, this is, a, in my opinion, a marvelous wine because when you have such an old uh, vineyard, they produce very little amount of grape per hectare. Uh, but this grape is incredibly expressive, incredibly concentrated, uh, with uh, a tannin profile that is so delicate and, and elegant. Mm. So there's a mixture of power and elegance that is um, unique. In the grapes. Kind of what Rio has known f for producing at the high level is um, the power, but then also an elegant, that nice, an elegant seamless and yeah. yeah. Are you doing any whites? No, but. Um, we, we, we would love to start with it because we have uh, in this plot also we have um, like a thousand kilos of uh, magnificent uh, old Vioras. So mm. it's, it's in our plants. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Maybe next year when you come back you'll, be, you'll have some? He's like, no, not oh, that soon. <laughs> I would love to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last question I want to ask you about Rio. Are you from that area in Spain? No, in fact, uh, we were born in Madrid. Um, so uh, at this moment, uh, when the Runes uh, proposed me to, to join the project, um, I was so lucky to convince my wife and my okay. children to join us as well. Do you like it? Is it more like a rural kind of lifestyle? Or? Well, living in a big city uh, like uh, Madrid is uh, not very comfortable, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> as, as you yeah. can imagine. Yeah, the traffic jams and, and the management of the time, especially, is what, what varies. You know, yeah. we are living now in a in a city that that is only 120,000 people, so you can go walk into the center, uh, do your groceries or whatever, and come back walking, mm -hmm. and that that it, it is really. Uh, quality of life. Well, that's great because you have like the whole family thing and the domestic part being right and, and then also getting to follow your passion in your work life. So yeah, so I think it's out. all worked out pretty well. What's the favorite, your favorite part about winemaking? Is there one? Yes. Um, well, uh, my favorite part of the, and, and, and the, the best part and the worst and the worst part, depending on the moment, is the vineyard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the vine growing. Mm -hmm. But it's, it is uh, so special. I'm really passionate about, about my job. So uh, if you are able to pursue your dream, uh, to share it with the uh, with, uh, people that uh, join your project, and um, if you're highly motivated and the results are are step by step uh, coming over uh, you can imagine that um, uh, the, motiv the motivation never stops and, and I'm all the time uh, thinking about uh, how we can improve and how, how we can do things better and yeah this is for me uh, learning is, is my gasoline I am learning a lot so, um, yeah. I totally feel that. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. <laughs> You're going to get that I've tattoo. Learn these Learning stuff. is my gasoline. Yeah, you're going to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll put his name underneath it. <laughs> well, that was philosophical. Yeah, that was yeah, deep thoughts. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time with us this morning. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks to you for giving us the opportunity to tell uh, our story. Again, that was the winemaker Luis Buenas from Bodega 202 in Rioja, Spain. It was an interesting conversation that we got to have with him at the Naples Winter Wine Festival before the auction started. 
and later we got to try the wine. What I did you say? Think? I thought it was really nice. It was smooth. You know how some Riojas are, um, I, I don't know, they're not always balanced. and uh, A little I, rough I, around the edges yeah, sometimes. Yeah, maybe that's a good word for it, rough around the edges. But this one, I really enjoyed drinking. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. And I took like an informal poll of people that I know who know a lot about wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Me? And I said, no. <laughs> so what did you think of that wine? And they were like, I loved it. So yeah. we'll be seeing it on shelves. So that was uh, quite the, I don't know if it was the actual debut, but there were people that are very interested in it. For sure. So that was a successful, uh, successful Debut, presentation, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Halligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music is from Kansas City band Victor and Penny. The song is You'd Be So Nice to Come Home To by Cole Porter. To get in touch, check greatminds.org or call the Grape Line and ask a wine question that we can address on a future show. That number is 707-200-3632. Thanks for listening.